2: Let's do a preview of the State of the Union and how to actually watch this thing. There are going to be some big lies tonight, and we can pretty much predict what they're going to be because they've been rolling these out there. So we're going to start at the top of the list. Top of the list is going to be the issue of inflation. Joe Biden is going to try to sell you tonight that he actually inherited inflation. That will be part of this State of the Union. So is that true? Or is it is it false? Let's fact check it. I want to take you back to middle of July of last year when things were really getting out of control with inflation. Now that inflation is kind of set in and things are still bad. Americans have been feeling the heat of what I refer to as Bidenflation. Prices increased from June 2021 to June 2022 by 9.1%. That is not inherited from Donald Trump. And this is the reason why I'm going back to June and July so you understand how much of this inflation was caused by the president of the United States of America. Last June's prices were already 5.4% higher than the year before that. When again, Joe Biden was the president of the United States of America. So not only year over year did inflation skyrocket, but month over month it was skyrocketing during his administration. There was a year under Biden of soaring prices that have destroyed families' budgets and forced them to make tough choices. In a recent survey, nearly 70% of Americans said they're having to dip into savings to make ends meet. They said the financial strain is particularly acute for low-income households and the newest data. Yet, President Biden is refusing to accept responsibility for the role. The Democrats two trillion dollars spending spree right when he got into office saying it was in the name of covid and the American Recovery Act. Right. Was what kicked inflation into a steep climb. He also has chided those who were begging him to pump the brakes on another round of reckless spending. When they was said when they went through that second. Second round of trillion dollar spending he said quote we're changing people's lives and that's true not for the better but for the worse americans across the country comparing their monthly expenses to their bills from this time last year will confirm to you that this bold pronouncement is in fact true what is up rent food gasoline electricity and everything else costs far more today There's no disputing it. Bidenflation is, to quote the president, changing Americans' lives. Let me just tell you how it looks around the country, because this is going to be a local issue for many Americans. If you live in Georgia, for example, right now, a couple in Georgia needs $161 more per month just for gasoline because of Joe Biden's policies, canceling the Keystone Pipeline and many other things. A retired couple in New England, for example, needs $27 more a month just for electricity alone. If you're on a fixed income, that's real money. Young professionals, for example, in Phoenix need $258 more a month just to cover the increase in rent since Biden has become president. And if you are a parent of three in the U.S., You're going to need at least two hundred and seventy dollars more per month to feed your family. And that's not including what it costs to eat out right now. So is Biden inflation changing people's lives? You better believe it. Is the president taking responsibility for it? Let's go back to February the third when he talked about jobs for Americans. This is what the president had to say to you.
3: Take any blame for inflation, Mr. President. Take taking blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't.
2: So everything that the president just said there, a lie, making it up. And notice how he said thank you. And then he walked out and didn't allow for any follow-up questions on the lie that he just told. Tim Scott talking about Biden's state of the union he said it's time for the president to include an apology for not just record-breaking crime, but also inflation and the crisis at the border.
3: I think you'll hear a lot of glossing over of the real issues that the American people are suffering through. If, if we were going to hear something authentic from President Biden, it would be, American people, I'm sorry. I apologize for record-breaking crime, record-breaking inflation, and record-breaking border crossings. What I anticipate, however, is he will talk about nothing for as long as humanly possible and stop talking. What do the American people deserve? They deserve to be inspired. They deserve to be encouraged.
2: I agree with that. Biden, however, saying back in January, costs are coming down with a big billboard behind him of that. Here's what he said about inflation that, of course, he didn't cause, even though he actually did.
3: And as inflation is coming down. Take-home pay for workers is going up. Workers' wages are higher now than they were seven months ago, adjusted for inflation.
2: By the way, talk to the average American worker. They'll also tell you that what the president just said there is also a lie. Senator Coons, talking about the Inflation Reduction Act, investing in clean energy and will benefit the whole world. That was at the World Economic Forum as they were trying to sell you on the Inflation Reduction Act, when we all knew what was really in it, more than 50% of the spending dealt with green and alternative energy. At the World Economic Forum, Chris Coons told the truth about inflation and the president's demise of this country.
4: Uh, Chris Coons, uh, Senator, um, we know the U.S. Is, is still the largest economy of the world. What you're hearing also, the managing director of IMF is saying here that uh, a bit... Of nearshoring uh, to avoid this notion of just um, in time and a little bit more just in case building a little bit resilience is fine, but if we go too much into this notion of friendshoring or more protectionist measures, we can shave off a lot of growth globally. We know that there is um, uh, there is a new house. Uh, there is also partly a new uh, Senate. Um, how far will the U.S. go in French shoring, making sure that things goes to Mexico and countries that you're uh, allied uh, with? Uh, do you see the point of the um, IMF? managing director, and how will the U.S. balance this to make sure that we also will have growth in the years to come. And this will be a very shallow recession, if a recession at all. Look, um, thank you. Thank you for your comments and the opportunity.
2: I do think um, that American leaders and business leaders in particular recognize that the severe disruptions of the pandemic uh, and some of the challenges of uh, the reach and the scope of globalization um, that have caused a backlash in many of our countries, a populist a backlash, certainly in the United States, need to be addressed. One of the ways to deal with some of our challenges in terms of the hemisphere and migration also is to do some nearshoring to improve the job opportunities in Central America, for example. But I don't think it will be uh, as robust um, as um, potentially projected. I do think that we will continue um, to have an open economy, to be committed to free trade and to see the robust value um, that globalization has brought to the world as well as to many of our people. Isn't that nice? Globalization to the world and the Clean Energy Act will benefit the whole world. So we're passing a Inflation Reduction Act that really isn't dealing with inflation. We lied to you to get it passed. And now we're telling you that it's for the good of the whole world that we did this with cre- glee- green, clean, alternative energy. Now, after they pass this is when they tell you the truth at the World Economic Forum. Chris Coons, one of the top guys in the Democratic Party, being honest about this. So when you hear the president tonight say, oh, I'm the one. Right. I'm the one. I'm the guy who, 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 who you know, is saving you from inflation. When the reality is Inflation Reduction Act is a lie and he caused inflation, Know that he's lying to you and
0: hear the facts why.
2: Lie number two that Joe Biden's going to tell you tonight is that real wages are actually up. That is also a lie. How do we know that? Well, number one, let's go back to the issue of inflation. Inflation was at 1.4% when Biden took office on January the 20th, 2021. The number, I'll say it again, 1.4%. Yes, wages have gone up. I'm a small business owner. I understand that wages have gone up for some, but real wages are actually lower today than they were in December of 2019 for almost every single industry. How do we know that? Well, let's talk again. Let's talk about the data. You look at the wages now and you see the wages that we have in this country right now. If you go category by category, industry by industry, industry. What you will notice is that the jobs right now in this country across the board, no matter what your, quote, increase in pay is, inflation is eating up. Let's look at those goods and producing grow since the growth since 2019 has actually been at negative 1%. What is normal growth in that industry and in wages? 3.8%. So what does that mean? Well, if you look at the difference from pre-pandemic trend, it gets even worse. The normal would be 2.1% increase in goods and producing salaries. It is actually down 6.6%. Construction, difference from pre-pandemic trend, down 7.2% in your buying power. Manufacturing, down 6.1%. Private services provided, down 4.7% in that category. Trade, transportation, utilities, down 4.7%. Wholesale trade down 3.8%. Retail trade 3.1%. But this is when it gets even worse. Transportation and warehousing is down 9.1% compared to what it costs you in that industry. Utilities, not 8.1% down. Information technologies, 5.6% down. Financial activities, 5.3% down. Professional and business services, down 5.4%. And education and health services, down 4.4%. What does this mean? Well, overall, if you look at any other services, the average is down 5% in real buying power since this guy became president. Real wages are lower today than they were in December of 2019 for every industry except retail trade and leisure and hospitality. And they are below the trend in every industry at the same time. This president should go down as the absolute worst president in the history of of modern political times when it comes to the economy. This is what you need to understand. This is not a joke. And when they try to sell you that things are better, it is not better. In fact, right now, there is a new poll out that says 64% of Americans are now living paycheck to paycheck. It is a near all-time high. That is coming from CNBC. Living from paycheck to paycheck 64%. Let's go to the article from CNBC. So when he tells you that wages are up as the cost of living has surged in 2022. Again, that's only under Biden. You can't say you inherited that from Trump. The number of Americans living paycheck to paycheck has skyrocketed to 84, excuse me, 64% as of December according to the new recent polling number. You compare that with 2021. There were 9.3 million more Americans that said they are stretched too thin. Again, you cannot blame that on something you inherited from Donald Trump. Months of high inflation, CNBC writes, have weighed heavily on households. As of December, 64% of Americans were living paycheck to paycheck, according to the recent Lending Club report. That's up from 61% a year earlier, meaning things are getting worse. It's also in line with the historic high first hit in March of 2020. For the first time, more than half of all six-figure earners also say they were stretched too thin. That is a jump from 42% a year ago. Quote, the effects of inflation are eating into every American's wallets and as the Fed's effort to curb inflation drive up the cost of debt, we are seeing near record numbers of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. For its part, the Federal Reserve is widely expected to announce its eighth consecutive rate hike at this week's policy meeting. Even though wage growth is high by historical standards, it isn't keeping up with the increased costs of living, which in December was up 6.5% from the prior year. That leaves many Americans in a bind as inflation and higher prices force more people to dip into their cash reserves Or lean on credit just when interest rates rise at the fastest pace in decades. Other reports also show financial well-being is deteriorating overall. What are these suggestions from CNBC? Because where we are in the economy created by Joe Biden. Number one, cut spending. Yeah. They said you're going to have to cut spending. Number two, they say you must put money away. And you need to do that no matter how tight things are right now because you're going to need it in the future. CNBC is telling you now that 64% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and more than 50% of those who make six figures or more are saying that they're struggling right now economically. So when the president comes out and tells you, oh, wages are up in the State of the Union, again, he's lying to you. He's full of crap. This is total crap. Okay? You... I don't know any other way to describe it. It is total crap. The media, by the way, should fact check all this heavily. The media should be very clear about the truth being told. They're not going to fact check this. They're going to keep putting out the propaganda. Biden says as inflation is growing, take home pay workers is going up. I want you to remember this because this is what he's going to say again tonight. You need to know it's a lie.
3: And as inflation is coming down, take-home pay for workers is going up. Workers' wages are higher now than they were seven months ago adjusted for inflation.
2: That's just a lie. He's lying to you. And everybody knows it. Biden also has made it clear. And he said, he, as he said, he will whisper that he'll veto Republican bills because they will make inflation work. He's going to tell you the Republicans are trying to make the economy worse. That's also a lie.
3: Plus, House Republicans have introduced another bill, blocking action that would help lower gas prices and help consumers. And on top of that, House Republicans are preparing to vote on a national sales tax bill. National sales tax. That's a great idea. It would raise taxes on the middle class by taxing thousands of everyday items from groceries to gas while cutting taxes for the wealthiest Americans. And if I'm not mistaken, what they've introduced, it also would totally eliminate the IRS. Feels good, except all going to be sales tax. Go home and tell your moms. They're going to be really excited about that. Come on. Is this how House Republicans are starting a new term? Cutting taxes for billionaires? Raising taxes for working families? Making inflation worse? Well, let me be very clear. If any of these bills make it to my desk, I will flat veto
2: them. There's the creepy whisperer in chief whispering to you, I will veto them. You're going to hear this propaganda again tonight. They're going to he's going to go over this and he's going to keep playing these hits. He's going to tell you the Republicans are trying to destroy your life. He's going to tell you that they are going to ruin everything in this country as they have single handedly done all of this. They have ruined all of it with their policies, passing an Inflation Reduction Act, okay, that is clearly not an Inflation Reduction Act, lying to you. It was a Green New Deal under a different name. They lied to you.
0: One of the big lies
2: he's going to talk about is also gas prices, claiming that he is bringing gas prices down. Have gas prices come down from their highs? Yes. Did he inherit that from Donald Trump? No. Are they still significantly higher than they were when he became president? The answer is yes. Let me remind you of last summer. And there's a very good chance that last summer's prices, we could hit those record highs again. Here is what happened in June. Gas prices hitting another record today, with the national average now up to four dollars and eighty six cents a gallon. That's up more than a dollar eighty since this time last year. Prices have now more than doubled since President Biden took office. Kelly O'Grady of Fox Business, she's live in Los Angeles, where I know it's even higher there, Kelly. Yeah. Oh, it definitely
5: is. You can see the price over my shoulder, Dana. You know, we've hit record highs 27 of the last 28 days. Today marks the 10th straight day in a row. And, you know, with the national average 8 cents higher than double the price when President Biden took office, that means you're averaging about $34 extra every time you fill up.
2: Every time you fill up. (laughs) That means you're averaging about $34 extra every time you fill up on average. Did it get better after that? No, it actually got worse a month later. CNN telling you about Independence Day drivers from skies to the roads. Millions are
3: expected to drive somewhere this holiday weekend. According to AAA, drivers will see the highest gas prices in seven years. CNN's Adrian brought is live in Chicago. Uh, Adrian, you're, you're near a gas station right now. What are you seeing? What are drivers telling you?
5: Hey, good morning to you, Jim. We're seeing folks who fill up at this station in Chicago are going to pay a little bit higher than the national average. To fill up here, get ready for it, it's going to cost you about $4 a gallon. These are prices we haven't seen, as you mentioned, in seven years. It's a record this holiday. And not only this holiday, the travel for this holiday also beats the record we saw in 2019. That's according to AAA.
2: That's according to Triple A. So you can't say it's biased, folks. That was Independence Day. Oh, don't worry. It gets better. Democrats started to say, well, things are getting better. Secretary Graham Hall bragged about gas prices that they actually remained high, claiming. Oh, no, no, they've come down from our highs. The average price of a gallon of gas is now down about $1.60 from
1: last summer's peak, but a 30% decline.
2: 30% decline from the all-time high. So are you paying more now than you were when Joe Biden became president? Yeah. How much more? Oh, at least a dollar $1, $1.50. Gas prices are skyrocketing. And the secretary says, well, gas prices remain high, but... They're lower than they were when we were really screwing you in the middle of the summer. CNN talking about gas prices and how much of an impact they're having on the economy as a whole. Listen to this. Is inflation
3: peaked? Is that
5: Look, in terms of gas prices in the near term, yes. I mean, you had more than $5 a gallon this summer, and we are far, far from that. Just in the last month, 47 cents has come off a gallon of gasoline. So let me... Put that into real perspective here. If you have an SUV and you're filling it up, it's about 10 bucks less today than it was last month. So that's a noticeable amount here. couple of things going. You had some refineries that were off. By,
2: by the way, let's just talk about CNN math for a second. Where was gas when Donald Trump left office? About $1.85 a gallon. Okay, January of 2021... When he left office, we were about $1.85 a gallon. Biden takes office and we start jumping to two forty-six a gallon. Six months later, we're at three fifty-four a gallon. A year after he took office, we're at $5.02 a gallon. And now what they want to do is they want to play what I refer to is, and I say this jokingly, so ladies don't take offense to this, but I call this wife math. Honey, I saved you. $75. No, you spent $285. No, but I saved you 75. No, you didn't save me 75, right? Yes, I know it's on sale and that's great, but you didn't save me any money, you spent money. That's the same logic the White House is using right now. They're like, "Well, hey, it was at $5 a gallon, which we created, but now we're down to 350 or 325 or $3, so we saved you money," which is again Totally insane. It's totally psychotic, the logic here. And they go on to try to sell you this on CNN all morning long
5: and are online now, so they're refining a little bit more gas. But also you have these concerns about COVID shutdowns in China. China's using less petroleum, right? So the whole worldwide market of gas and oil, there's a little bit less demand. There's some concerns about slowing demand in the U.S. Uh, next year. So futures markets have been a little bit cool. But this is all good news for anybody who's filling up at the gas station. I can't ask you, because a huge part of this, and the White House every day is tracking these gas prices. We know mm-hmm. that the chief of staff, Ron Klain, Is getting up, was getting up at 3 a.m. to check the gas prices when they updated.
2: A big question. By the way, how many of you believe that propaganda? We know the chief of staff is waking up at 3 a.m. to get the gas prices. I don't buy that for a second. I think they're totally full of crap. This idea that you're setting an alarm to wake up at 3 a.m. to check the gas prices, why couldn't you check them at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. when you wake up or 7 a.m.? And the idea that you're waking up at 3 a.m., the White House wants you to believe this crap. They made a policy that they knew was going to make gas prices go up on purpose because they wanted to force you into green alternative energy. Then they want you to believe that they're so concerned about gas prices while they refuse to allow for more uh, pipelines and the Keystone Pipeline to reopen and allow for more drilling uh, from our natural resources in this country, while they've also were releasing the strategic oil reserves to lower the price of gas artificially so they could have a better election cycle. That's all true. OK, we know that's true. We know that's a fact. Right. We know that like we know this is the fact. And they sit there and they tell you this. Right. It's absurd. And they're like, well, he woke up at 3 a.m. to check the prices. I don't give a crap. He wakes up at 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. To check the prices. If you have a policy for which, you know, is going to make the prices of gas absolutely skyrocket. Do I really give a crap? what time you wake up in the morning. And that's what their defense is, the high gas prices. Well, we wake up really early in the morning. And even the people on set at CNN, you can hear them chuckle in the background at the absurdity of that.
0: It's been about diesel, because
5: that is also how goods are transported. So what are we saying with diesel prices? Because that is really key to inflation prices. Absolutely. So gasoline prices are cooling a little bit faster than diesel prices, but those are also showing signs of peaking as well. So that's incredibly important. Now, one of the things... That can be sort of the, the downside, if I could say this, of, of lower gas prices. Sometimes they fall because you're worried about a recession. Yeah. So they're falling for the wrong reasons. You know, they were very low during the pandemic. That's because we were in the middle of a pandemic. And sometimes you'll hear people say, oh, you know, gas prices are up so much from that pandemic low of $1.85. Well, you don't want low gas prices because the economy is crashing, right?
2: <laughs>
0: Christine Romans, we really appreciate So there
2: it is. You don't want gas prices low because of a crashing economy. This is where, again, they're lying to you at CNN. And this is what the president's going to lie to you about tonight. If you want to know why gas prices were low during the pandemic and why they dropped to dollars 85 it's for one reason. No one was driving. Do you remember the driving habits of an, of an economy shut down? Schools were shut down, public schools. No one was driving. Everybody was staying home. No one was flying anywhere. This idea that they're like, oh, well, it was because the economy was crashing. No, it wasn't. We had an abundance of gas. Do you remember when oil went to actually negative because we had so much that was out there and no one could take it and everything was filled? Do you remember when Donald Trump tried to fill the strategic oil reserves for basically pennies on the dollar and Democrats blocked it? Do you remember that? This is why. This is why. When you hear this president talk tonight, Listen to what he's saying and then connect it to what you're experiencing. And I think it will very clearly, okay, it very clearly show you that he is going to sell you a bill of goods that is as egregious as the Inflation Reduction Act that had nothing to do with reducing inflation, all right, I'll be staying up late tonight. I can promise you that watching the Save the Union. We'll put out a post Save the Union show, so make sure you join us for that tomorrow morning, and I will see you then.
1: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia
2: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael